you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And later on in the program, we're going to hear from our new defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. He goes into some detail about his nickel defense. And also, we're going to hear from some Tiger players, too, including Blaze Aldridge and Ennis Rakestraw. But first, let me tell you, the NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. Starting Monday through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, tune in beginning Monday. But here today on the Locked on Mizzou podcast, you know what? We got to update some stuff that we talked about yesterday. LSU, the big announcement was that they're going to require proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours of entering a Tiger Stadium down in Baton Rouge. So the question was, will Missouri do something similar? Well, I have some updates. So far, again, as I suspected, the answer is no. My opinion was I didn't think Missouri was going to take this step, again, unless the rest of the conference forced their hand. And currently, according to Missouri, no plans currently to implement that policy, but Missouri is saying they expect unvaccinated fans to wear masks and encourage them for everybody, regardless of vaccination status, in all, quote, crowded areas. Well, hopefully every area in Faroe Field is going to be crowded this year, other than maybe the bathroom stalls. But in the stands, let's hope it's all crowded. Let's, let's put it that way. And also in a stark contrast to LSU, The Atlanta Journal and Constitution reported that Georgia University, the University of Georgia, is planning 100% capacity. It's 92,000, about 700 people. Also, no masks, no social distancing requirements. Also, they won't be, even more importantly, asking for proof of vaccination or any sort of negative COVID test to enter the ground. So that sort of makes me think that, again, The SEC, probably not going to try to force Georgia's hand or anybody else's hand. So, again, I'm guessing none of this is going to really happen at Mizzou. I think you'll see people voluntarily wearing masks. And, you know, obviously the most vulnerable people should probably consider not coming to the game. I hate to say it, but otherwise I think it'll be mostly back to normal this fall. And actually moving to the field, thankfully, Well, the SEC coaches released their preseason all-conference teams. There were no Tigers on the first team, one on the second team being defensive end Trey John, Jeff Coat. Three guys actually made the third team, quarterback Connor Basilak, center Mike Maietti, and punter Grant McInnes. Now, by the way, our new defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes was actually asked about Trey John Jeffcoat, just how impressed he is with the level of play he had last season 
and currently, of course, in fall camp, having sat out the previous season. So let's hear just for a second what Steve Wilkes had to say about Trey John. Good football player, you know, so good guys know how to jump right back in, in the mix, you know, to get right back in, on the saddle, and they know how to just, you know, perform well, and that's what he is. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, I knew he was a dynamic pass rusher, but the guy's phenomenal in the run game, you know, very stout, can set the edge, can dominate a tight end, you know, so uh, I'm very pleased when you start talking about his overall play. And quickly, before we get to more Missouri sound bites. Another topic that we discussed on this program in the last few episodes is the alliance, the potential alliance that's now an official alliance between the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Now, while we did get an official announcement, not a lot as far as official details go. In the press release, basically they're saying that, hey, football scheduling We're going to get some additional attractive matchups across all three conferences while continue to honor historic rivalries and the best traditions of college football. So, in other words, for a while, they're going to have to tiptoe around current arrangements with non-conference scheduling, but as much as possible, it sounds like they're going to try to juice up the non-conference schedule in all three of these leagues. And, well... If that leads to the SEC juicing up their schedules a little more too, hey, this can only be a good thing for fans, particularly fans who pay for season tickets every year. And, you know, two or three possibly of those matchups at home aren't necessarily competitive or the most attractive matchups in the world. So to me, this is all a good thing. Now, maybe even more interestingly, again, not a lot on actual details here, but in the Big Ten's press release, they said in women's and men's basketball, the three conferences will add early and mid-season games as well as annual events that feature premier matchups between the three leagues. And really, as much as college football, I think at times, has suffered from boring non-conference matchups, Boy, college basketball is even worse, in my humble opinion. You basically have a month and a half, two months of your season that people aren't paying attention to because, well, Missouri's playing teams, for instance, that just aren't that interesting. I'm sorry, Kennesaw State, no offense to you all, for instance, but that's just not moving the needle for your casual basketball fans. So something I've talked a lot about is actually, hey, what about adding a preseason conference tournament, for instance. I've even talked about what about adding a three-on-three tournament, a one-day three-on-three tournament involving the men and the women have just some massive event that could draw eyeballs. Again, maybe some of these ideas are too radical for you, but I think what the Alliance is doing here is acknowledging the problem that, hey, we need to make college basketball before the conference season gets going and especially before the NCAA tournament gets going, we got to make it more interesting. And this seems like a step in the right direction as far as the alliance goes. And of course, it's hard to believe, but it is true. We are 10 days out from Missouri football kicking off, and all eyes are turning toward not only college football, but NFL football as well. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your gambling action on football this season get all the updated odds 
props, and contests, including the web's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website now and receive your 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. And be sure to take advantage of Bet Online's opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday night, September 9th, season opener between the Bucks and the Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available this season. Again, that's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, for years, going back to at least the Gary Pinkle regime, Missouri and most other teams in college football tend to rotate their defensive linemen frequently, a lot more frequently than other positions, certainly offensive line. And in fact, today, offensive line may be one of the last positions, along with obviously quarterback, where your second string guys aren't really a big factor especially with the prevalence of up-tempo offenses in college football. It's just hard to expect guys to play every snap. Now, again, one of the last positions where I think this is now starting to go away, actually, is cornerback. Now, on the NFL, you watch most Sundays, you'll see the top cornerbacks out there, whether it's you know somebody like Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, Whoever it might be, they're going to play most of the snaps on defense 99% of the time, barring injury. But again, if the offense is running up-tempo most of the game, a lot of offenses are doing that, and they're rotating wide receivers, well, it only makes sense that you may need to give some of these corners a bit of a blow every once in a while, a bit of a break. So... With that in mind, it sounds like that actually might be Missouri's idea going forward. I think some people might think, gosh, this corner position isn't settled yet. Is that a bad sign? Well, Steve Wilkes seems to think that it's actually a good sign, and here's why. Uh, I, I think, again, just with with my edification and learning certain things about the college game, you have to have a strong rotation, and that's why I am right now. Uh, you know, so all those guys are going to be in the mix. All those guys are going to play. When you look at constantly those guys rotating receivers, deep ball, and they come back, here's another guy going deep ball. we got to be smart as well on the defensive side and uh, making sure that our guys are fresh and ready to play. And speaking of a rotation at defensive back, it was also encouraging to hear Steve Wilkes talk about his confidence at J.C. Carlisle being able to play the slot position from safety. And also, Chris Abrams' drain was specifically mentioned by Wilkes as a guy who's had a tremendous preseason and has shown a lot of growth, again, converting from wide receiver last season to late last season becoming a defensive back. So if he can use his quickness that he showed off as being capable of being the punt returner early last season before some muffs obviously cost him that job, 
But if he can use those quick feet as being a cover man in the slot, maybe that is a great fit for Abram Strain. Now, it's easy for the defensive coordinator to talk about rotating cornerbacks, but what about your returning starter, Ennis Rakestraw? What does he feel about it? A guy who is a big-time recruit, recruited by Alabama, and now he might be getting rotated out some? Well, how does this young man feel about this corner depth situation? I, li- I like the way that Deb will be this year. Um, that's a big factor of how we're going to win some games where you can roll four or five corners in the game, not getting tired. Because, you know, like receivers, they rotate in and out. You would get a receiver who run the full speed fade, another receiver come in. There's no um, talent loss. And that's how our defense and our secondary going to be this year. So we all been working on Deb in every aspect of the game and every position. So once again, even though this is a new defensive coordinator, a new scheme, it does seem like all these guys are on the same page, and maybe a big part of that is just the amount of veterans that came back for an extra season. For They took advantage of that weird COVID-19, basically a free season. Missouri had an unusually high amount of guys who decided to come back and take advantage of that. And Akeel Byers, Missouri defensive lineman, talked about how one of his best friends on the team – Chris Turner, as well as Kobe Whiteside, really solidified his decision to come back for yet another year in Columbia. Um, you know, I spoke with him a couple times on and off just to see where his mindset was. And, I mean, um, that's my brother. So um, it was pretty set in stone in my head. You know, so I asked around, like, Kobe, Kobe Whiteside, and Chris, you know, I asked them just to see, you know, if it's just going to be me coming back or so. So, you know, um, knowing, finding out that they were coming back. So, you know, it, it pretty set it, it set stone with me. Rivals on the team and a Caleb Evans and Blaze Aldridge. And the moments they realized, in their opinions, they made an excellent deci- decision to come to the University of Missouri. But first, I do want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever made in this universe and of course that's built bar with their nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor always keep your eyes out at built.com for any of their special promotions but when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their favorites and for me well it's got to be cherry barcia because that is the greatest pun of all time. But you know what? There's something for everyone. Try out their mixed box or just try whatever you want. You can't go wrong at built.com. And here's the best part when you use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, certainly some big expectations for new arrivals, Blaze Aldridge and a Caleb Evans for this coming season, among others. But in particular, these two guys, you know, Steve Wilkes earlier in this show, I, I shared you a soundbite, I believe, about how in his nickel package, he really believes that his run fits can overcome putting that extra defensive back on the backfield in the backfield in order to counter the passing game. Well, a lot of those run fits, a lot of that responsibility and stopping the run is going to be 
on Blaze Aldridge. And he's got certainly some big shoes to fill with Nick Bolton. But you know what? He seems like a guy who embraces the pressure, that's for sure. And he's already had a moment where he figured out, gosh, I really made the right decision to not only come to Mizzou, but the Southeastern Conference. Let's hear some details from Blaze. I felt confident in my decision from the jump, but when I got here, the thing that really set it in my mind, I would say, was how the strength and conditioning staff handled things over the summer. Um, you know, I came in, they, they kind of got a feel for me, you know, my, my speed, my strength, things of that nature, and then just see them tailor, make a workout plan that was, like, really specific to me to help me take my game to the next level. Um, you know, that, that type of stuff is what I think separates the SEC. And, you know, you always hear Coach Wilkes talk about, you know, how we'll separate ourselves with attention to details. And, you know, that's not just what we're doing on defense. That's what we're doing in strength and conditioning. That's what we're doing when we eat. You know, and just seeing the attention to details and every little aspect, you know, from Liz, our nutritionist, since I've been here, I've just felt like, you know, I've constantly had people helping me and, and looking to help elevate me. And that's really what's, you know, solidified in my mind, you know, that this was the right decision. I, I'm not just coming here to play another year. I, I came here and I, I'm going to become a better player and these people are going to help me do it. And then a Caleb Evans, the cornerback transfer from Tulsa, chimed in on this topic as well. Yeah, and I would say it wasn't one particular moment, but um, like Blaze talked about, just the attention to detail um, and the strength staff, just tailoring what we need individually to improve ourselves. It was, it was amazing, you know what I mean? Like, it's the SEC. And I'm like, wow, like the resources and stuff. It was a wake-up call for me, you know what I mean? So um, just everything collectively that I was taking in, I was like, okay, this is definitely the next step that I needed to take. Um so I felt like I made a great decision and come here. You know, it really is in ma- kind of amazing what sports has helped all of humanity, in my opinion, start to figure out about diet and health, sleep science, all that good stuff. Just in the last five to ten years or so, it seems like that is finally something that's being focused on. And in retrospect, it seems rather bizarre, doesn't it, that People never really thought about, hey, maybe you should get a good night's sleep before you perform in some athletic endeavor. And not only a good night's sleep, but just the best quality sleep you possibly can. Let's really kind of hone in on this stuff. Obviously, your brain works so much better and even more importantly, just so much worse when you're sleep deprived. I think we can all relate to that on some level. But You know, just hearing about nutrition is an interesting thing, too, because it wasn't that long ago that when we tried to beef up offensive linemen, essentially you're just feeding them horrible Domino's pizza and stuff like that. I'm even thinking back to the 2008 Olympics when Michael Phelps, everybody heard about his diet and all the ridiculous calories that he was eating. I'm not sure that that's how we would do it anymore in 2021. I bet if you got him with a professional nutrition, even the finely tuned swimmer that is Michael Phelps, I'm not sure that he even knew what he was doing as far as nutrition some 13 years ago. So it just goes to show you that once again, while 
some fans and some Mizzou beat writers will look at Missouri and compare it to the rest of the SEC and say, well, no matter where Missouri gets, they're never going to be spending as much as Georgia and Alabama and LSU. They're never going to get into that top five to eight, whatever it might be. And while that's true, you still have to at the same time compare Missouri to the rest of the NCAA then and realize that while, yes, we have harder competition, at the same time, Missouri's ceiling is also raised higher. So presuming that Eli Drinkwitz knows what he's doing and this program keeps improving, well, you have that occasional great season where everything comes together. You have the right group of seniors, whatever it might be, the right quarterback, maybe a little bit of luck here and there. Well, to me, that just raises Missouri's ceiling, those occasional good ceilings from, hey, potential division winner to, heck, maybe they can even win the whole freaking thing. I know that's a big leap, but my point is we're talking about ceiling here. We're not talking about the most likely outcome. And you know what? With all that being said, I'm going to head out of here on this late Wednesday morning, and I will see you all tomorrow, Thursday, right here on Locked on Mizzou.